happy uh, 2019. Yeah, same, same. This is the first live podcast 2019 punctuated by siren because it's such a party yes uh <laughs> it's always a lively experience here in in the wonderful exciting world of redondo beach oh it's not like it's it's better than san pedro though. oh it is well there's no gunfire here that's but that's not as fun and there's also no homeless people shitting outside my window which is a net positive i paid people to do that um they only looked homeless i thought that was just on your <laughs> chest they were very good at their job <laughs> um do we have to do just out of curiosity do we have to do something first or does that come later in the podcast the, uh, oh well we'll we'll do that as our mid roll okay. we'll, we'll get i wasn't sure where it sat that's fine uh so welcome to the first live podcast of the new year um and it's just chris and i here hi yep. chris hey we're kicking this off the correct way no guests no themes so we're doing it first with the news the news the news um first up is a bit of news specific to universe um, now that we have our, you know, our new site up and running, uh, every year we typically run a Hooniverse car of the year and we leave it up to our editors to nominate, um, they nominate, uh, something from the year. And normally it's not a new car. We don't, you know, we don't do it like Motor Trend might do it or whoever might do it. So it's, it's very varied. And in fact, for the second time, I don't think it's the second time in a row because I forget what won last year, but the second time, um, it hasn't been a car that's one. Um, this year, it was this bike. It's called the Fat Hippo. Okay. And the reason this one is because this was basically this dude who's a cabinet maker. Um, he wanted a trail bike, kind of like a mix between a Rock-On or I think it's called a Honda Fat Cat. So he took parts of an ATV and he converted it with junkyard parts and know-how into this trail bike called the Fat Hippo. So he did it himself. It's it's kind of like an adult version of a uh, mini bike. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or like a modern rock on trail bike, which was the um, you ever seen those as those those two wheel drive bikes? Yes. Um, and so um, so it's it deserved to win. I think uh, some of the just so everybody else knows, these are what this the vehicles that were nominated this year were metaphorically the Citroen Two CV, um, Alan Pierce. Was that was that campaign exclusively by Torchinsky? No, 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 no. It's only Hooniver's editors. I, I know, I know. On this. Um, yeah, but our British guy did that one. Um, the um, next up was, uh, I don't know if you heard of this guy named Alan Pierce. He had a Toyota Tundra that during the campfire, it was during one of the fires. Yes, the guy that the Toyota replaced his yep. truck. So one of our guys nominated that one. Um, and I'm just saying hi to the people who just said hi in the... In the uh, Z chat, the YouTube chat. Sorry. Um, so that truck was nominated. Got a lot of votes too. Uh, someone nominated the Volkswagen IDR race car, which I think is a interesting. That's respectable. Vehicle. I personally nominated Tavares's Lamborghini. Yeah, and not because it's a Lamborghini, but because of the crazy shit Tavares did. Yeah, exactly. So like a Lamborghini will never ever win a Hooniverse thing. It's so weird, like calling him Tavares to me. It's so because I know him as Freddie. I, I don't know. know him as Tavares. I know. It's, it's bizarre. Um. It's but but I I just thought I nor, I nominated his car because of the story behind it. Yeah, I mean that car was it's a car that should not be right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then there's the fat hippo. Uh, our Australian editor Joel Strickland, who's been on the podcast before, yep. actually um, nominated a special time attack Porsche called the RP nine six eight, which was a completely modified Porsche nine six eight that set some record down there and it makes like a thousand horses. It's a crazy Porsche, but it I'm actually shocked that it's in second place because it's absolutely the type of car that should come in and it's last. in australia so it goes around the track backwards it does. right yes uh up yes um someone else nominated farah's safari 911 
which is worthy. But somebody else nominated Farrah's Million Mile Lexus, which is maybe more worthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Matt loves his 911, but it ain't exactly the first Safari 911. No. Uh, it is well done, though, and I love the interior. And then, it, Well, it was well done, except the engine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, the final nomination was the Huna truck. So Ken Block's Huna truck, which got the least amount of votes, or tied for the least amount of votes, which is, that's never going to win. It's super rad. It's super awesome. That truck is fan effing tastic it is never going to win a hooniverse car of the year just because ours is is different our readers like different shit that's you know a truck engineered by by a you know race shops and it is not a truck it is a tube frame that looks like a truck with a lamar engine um which is fantastic yeah it was one of the development engines from the race team yeah which is it's the hunicorn sounds better because of the v8 the Huna truck is cooler because of the truck body, for me personally. Uh, yeah, that and I think it's just, you know, the drivetrain stuff going on, going on with the truck is maybe a little cooler. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't care how many, you know, shades of lipstick you throw on that pig. It never sounds great. In every, in every iteration, that 3.5 V6 just does not sound great. I, I like it in the Raptor. I enjoy it because it reminds me of a real deal... I, I picture Baja in the mm -hmm. middle of the nice night slogging through some loose sand and just going for it. So I like Yeah, but that's the truck. That's not the drivetrain that really makes no, it. No, no, no. The three and a half. No, that three that sound of that three and a half liter in the and to that end, I'm actually borrowing from Ford um in when I get back from the Detroit Auto Show. Um they put that engine now in the limited. Mm -hmm. So you can get the high output three and a half liter in just the, the so the limited's top trim. Right. Um but you get it without all the extra looks and suspension. But, right. but if you just want to tear around, that's a pretty cool truck. Yes, because that truck for driving around in any other situation than off-road is a bit toolish. It's, it's uh, okay, yes. I thought you were going to talk about its driving dynamics, but yes. But I would still drive one because it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, they're, they're cool. It's just, you know, uh, it's a little much for people that live in the middle of a large city. So, yeah, yes. I, in... Where I am, I'm like on the border of Orange County and Wilderness. So I could get away with it. I could use that truck. Sort of. I'm like right there. But for you in Orange County, it's required you purchase a flat brim cap. I have tons of them. <laughs> well, there <laughs> you tons go. Tons of them. Um, and, a, and a lifetime supply of Monster Energy drink. Yeah, I, I could do without. Um, so that was our Hooniverse Car of the Year, which was not a car. It was a very cool bike. So congratulations to <laughs> you. Tricked us all, Jeff. Yes, you I tricked. tricked us I tricked all. everybody. Now, uh, moving on to an interesting bit of news here. Yep. Pop this picture up on the screen for me. Absolutely. For 2018, the Dodge Challenger outsold the Camaro. I I can't fucking believe right. That. Uh, it's outsold it by a lot actually. So the Mustang still won. Yeah. The Mustang sold 75,840. Ford sold 75,842. Which, which is surprising to me because, like, for the longest time, the Mustang and the Camaro were like neck and neck. Right. They were very, very close. But I guess this just goes to show how poorly received that front end is on the Camaro. Well, which some, I don't hate it. It's, it's, it's not great. It's not great, However, but it's not awful. People, there's speculation that people are waiting for the rushed front end fix for 2019. Yes. So. Because um, it's a 50% year-over-year decrease or something like crazy number. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Because um, I, I know one that year? was fast-tracked to actually get that fixed as well. Yeah. Uh, so the Challengers, they Dodge sold 66,716 um, Challengers. Somebody just typed Camaro ugly in the comments. Uh, Chevy sold 50,963. That's way behind both of them. Yeah. 
So um, that's yeah. um, that's a that's a lot. And it's funny because you always see these articles, um, you know, on places like Jalopnik and Autoblog and stuff like that, where everybody complains, "Well, the Camaro is one hundred and fifty dollars more expensive than the base Mustang," and it's just like. Yeah, but when you're spending twenty plus thousand dollars, right. nobody cares about one hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, no, it's, it's it, people buy they they're very brand loyal in this segment for sure. They are, and in in this segment, they they've went well. Our our brand is ugly at the moment, so we're <laughs> we're gonna skip this year. That and it's gonna be both the Camaro and the Mustang are due for a refresh soon anyway, a full refresh, not not just or I shouldn't say refresh, but uh, uh, like a mid cycle. Well, they're both, they've both done the mid-cycle thing. It's actually oh. time for new chassis and everything on those pretty soon. Mm. Um, now, so that was interesting. Um, moving on to the next bit of news, though. Haggerty came out with a list uh, for 2019 of the cars that they are bullish on. I'm going to guess Aaron Robinson had something to do with this. He wrote it. Yes. Uh, the photos uh, are awesome, though, in this article because they're all from Puppy, Knuck- Puppy Knuckles, Dave Burnett, who shoots for Road and Track and some other, and Haggerty and a few others. Um and so we're, we can go through this list fairly quickly. We don't have to run through it all. Well, it, we can make some yeah, we quickly. Can, uh, so first up is kind of um, an, like an odd choice. I, I get it. I know why they did it. But Haggerty went with the 72 to 75 BMW 3, 3.0 CSL. Now, not the regular CS, right? Um, but the CSL specifically because it's more rare. It's lighter. It's a homologation special. The thing with it is that it's these are already worth... $250,000. So uh, you already have to be a well-to-do collector to buy one of these, but they're saying the rate, uh, the value of them is is moving up. So that's why it's on the list. Yeah, I mean, German cars are finally becoming in parity with the Italians as far as valuations go. Yeah. Um, now, next up is actually, I think, a pretty good choice. Uh, the first-gen Boxster. Um, I mean, I think that's smart because it's it's an affordable, entertaining Porsche you it can will buy be right an important- now. It's an interesting car, and it was an important in terms of keeping the brand afloat. It's not what I would call the greatest used Porsche that you could find, but they're they're still inexpensive, and but, they will be significant historical. And they there's really, I mean, they can't get much lower because they're pretty damn cheap right now. Yeah, I mean, you could buy one for like sub fifteen k, right? So, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, you can just go up from here. So that's I think that's a smart choice. This next one I like. I think you'll like it too. Um, Celine Mustang from the Fox body era. Yes. I'm just personally burnt out on those cars because I've been around them so much. Well, I would, I would, I feel like you don't even need to say specifically Celine. I feel like you could say any Fox body Mustang right now is a good buy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, although I think it's, you know, it's going to be, there are plenty of them. It's not like there's a shortage of Fox bodies in the world. Well, that's, that's probably why, that's probably why they specifically went with Celine. But you're, yeah, you're right. Um, but there's you been some high do profile a Roush sales. You could even do like uh, finding a GT is a little tricky because it's like, or like uh, what was popular in the time was the LX uh, notchback. Okay. Because it was pretty much, it was slightly less powerful than the GT, but weighed less because it didn't have all the body cladding. Right. Now here's one I think you'll appreciate. C4 1996 Corvette Grand Sport. I appreciate it for what it is and that they were very capable cars, but I am not a fan of the C4 Corvettes. Right. I, either am I. However, I like this color scheme. Yes. The, the stripes on the C4 over the, of the front fenders on the Grand Sport are always really dope. Right. Uh, I didn't realize how limited production this was. I think I knew at yeah. one point and then I forgot. They're very limited. Yeah. I mean, Grand Sport didn't become a mainstream thing until the C6. Right. Um, and that car, 
Those you can run a square stance on them and they handle like a motherfucker. I bet. It's just everything else about the car. Kind it, of sucks. Yeah, it's, it, it's C4 inside. So I like, is it that, oh, so we go to Japan next, uh, basically. I think this is kind of an interesting yep, choice. I agree with that 100%. 2004 07 um, WRX STI. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. And, and the, I think that might actually be the best looking STI that Subaru ever made. It's way up there for me. Um, I prefer some of the hatch shapes, but I that's a that's a great one. Um, this is a good one too because these are affordable. A Mr. Right two, now. a Mr. Two, yes, first gen Mr. Twos. Um, I think these are the AW Elevens. Um, and then we go back to America with some America. truck muscle SRT ten. We've talked about this before. It's a ridiculous vehicle, right. but it's amusing for what it is. It's oh, a yeah. Viper engine with a manual transmission in a short cab pickup. Yes. Like I hate the second, the refresh of this, where it was the extended cab. It was the crew cab and it was an auto only. Oh, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. Like this, 08 was, or something. Um, yeah. They only made this for like a couple of years or something. And then, then they did the refresh on it and the refresh was, it was like, it lost the appeal because it tried to be more practical. Right. Now, um, Here's a good one. I, I mean, that's oh, what was easy. the pricing on those SRT tens now? Um, just it says when new forty five says Haggerty value is twenty six seven to thirty five. That's holding its value for a truck of that age. But Holy shit! Just to, those are values based on people insuring with Haggerty. So those are primo examples. Well, I mean, twenty six seven might be like a good driver. Who knows? Yeah. So eighty to eighty six Ford Bronco. I mean, that's. I feel like you could pick these up for cheap right now. I, yeah, that, and I'd say you probably want to tie that with like a Blazer. It's like which flavor do you like, Camaro or Mustang? Yeah, yeah. they're about the same. Yeah, um, I like this choice. I think this is a good choice. G eight G eight GXP, very rare. Um, you could also make the case for the Solstice GXP and the Saturn Redline too. Yeah, um, yeah. All uh, those cars right at the end of those runs were very limited production run, and people don't realize it. I mean, like, the G8 GXP is known as being a very solid sports sedan, but, like, the Solstice and the Redline were really, really good chassis, too. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, but they were garbage inside as well. I like this choice, just because I like wagons. I don't know if it's happened, but when I was talking to Musto a couple of weeks ago... He's he, working on it? Oh, he was another Roadmaster estate wagon. Yeah. Uh, he had found one that was like $4,500 and was like, had miles on it, but it was like mint otherwise. Right. Uh, I love that chassis. It's such a, you know, it's built on the same thing as the Impalas and everything from back then. Right. It's just an old fashioned, you know, roll along yeah. American car. Couch. And they're so comfortable. I have never driven one. I would like to drive one, but uh, they, I like how they specified the estate as well. Um, it's it's a cool car. Oh it's yeah, a big V eight wagon. It's it's it's. You see, and this list is why Aaron is a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he has good stuff. I mean, this is a man that owns an Espada. Yeah, and so a, he just was been wrenching on his plane. So uh, yeah. Now, finally, last bit of the news is some interesting Subaru news. Um, the Subaru is prepping to bring an S designation car to the States. Normally, I believe these are Japan only, maybe UK. I'm not 100% sure. I think the UK sure. got them, or did the UK only get the FQs? I don't know. Um, but I know, I mean, the FQs were obviously the best ones. Uh, isn't that Evo? I think that was Subaru. Yeah. I thought Evo was FQ. You might be right on that. Um, yeah, I think I think so. But regardless, the UK got the best versions of all of these. <laughs> right. Uh, STI. S209. So they're just showing the picture. We don't know what it is yet. They already they're going to reveal it in Detroit. Um It'll we have already three and a half extra horsepower. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, we we already got the Type RA, which is fifty thousand dollars limited run. Which is you are insane if you pay that much for that car. It the problem is though, it's it's the best STI I've ever driven. Like it's it's clearly better. It's funny because I found the Focus RS to be the best STI I ever ever made. Well, I'm saying of actual <laughs> STIs of real STIs, this is the best Subaru WRX STI ever made. Uh, yeah, someone replied the FQs or Mitsus. Um, so. I'm curious of what this is actually going to be, um, but we'll see. It's going to be a color trim, and it's going to be a badge, and it, an extra it has to be a little bit. It has to be a little bit more power because that's like super knows that's what everybody harps. I on don't about. think they give a shit though. <laughs> I I think the engineers internally probably do, but the bosses go no, no, they don't want to qualify anything. They don't want to car- try and put a marginal seller. Through emissions testing. Uh, someone in the comments said, shit, yeah, I got an 86 Bronco. <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations. Haggerty says, hold on to it and then hold sell it soon. Yeah, everything comes back around. Uh, that's good for you. Okay, now we're going to jump over and do some questions over on. But before we do that. Oh, yes, please. Go before ahead. we do that, we need to promote a couple of friends of ours. Sammy Hadjassad and Benjamin Hunting. They have unnamed automotive podcast. So if you like our spiel where we get up here and we, we, we talk like idiots and yep. we appreciate certain vehicles, you'll like these guys because they're very similar in a lot of regards. It's like Canadian us. Yes. Uh, and, and I said it before and I'll say it again. Sammy sounds a lot like Eugene Merman. Uh, and if you know who that is, you'll appreciate that statement. Yes. Uh, so it's unnamedautomotivepodcast.com. You can find them on all the usual podcast outlets. Uh, look them up. If you like us, you'll probably like them. And, uh, you know, Ben used to work with uh, with Jeff at, uh, what was it? At, uh, Auto Guy? Auto By Tell? Auto By Tell. Uh, yeah, I still do videos for them, actually, believe it or not. Um, and uh, Ben works. Ben's, can, you can find Ben in a lot of places, including Haggerty. He writes some great articles there. Uh, he does a lot of racing. He, he I think he races a 240Z. He has a first gen CTSV. I don't know if he still has that. So Ben does a lot of cool stuff on the car side as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two, two good guys. Go listen to uh, unnamedautomotivepodcast.com, which is actually a name, but in essence, it's not. It's a very long domain name. I'll, I'll, I'll concede to that. Someone uh, says they should name the podcast Routine Poutine. Um, I had Ooh. poutine like a week ago. I fucking love poutine. God damn, is poutine good. Um, all right. Are, are, do you get maple syrup in your blood now? No, no, I just have fat in my blood. Um, <laughs> Patreon questions first because... They're better? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Dina Honda. Happy New Year, guys. Well, I traded the Mark 7 GTI and got a 2019 Colorado two-wheel drive, four-cylinder Z71 extended cap. Jeff, have you any thoughts on the truck? I love it so far. Just what I wanted. Come March, I'm going to do a three to four inch lower on it and get some wheels for it. Bought kinetic blue color and it's a head turner everywhere I go with it. Hope you guys had a great holiday. That's a great color. So congratulations on the color choice. Uh, you got rear wheel drive and you're going to lower it. So you're going for more of a yeah. street truck vibe. Totally cool. Have fun. Uh, I would say the only other thing I would do on that is if it doesn't have it, HID bulbs, man, does make a big difference. HID or LED bulbs. I would go, I would see, I don't want to tell somebody just to get the bulbs. I want you to do the whole housing because the whole way here tonight, I it felt like everybody had their fucking high beams on. Yes, it depends on depends on the car. Some right. cars can get away with just like the Fiesta can get away with it uh, just because the design of the headlights right. gets away with it. But like certain stuff, no. But yeah, do do a lighting Research. upgrade of Research. some sort if you don't have HIDs at factory. 
do a lighting upgrade. It's such a huge difference. There's so many people, like literally, it's, it seems like every night, and I know it's just, I, I always thought it was a facet of getting older, but you talk to everyone, it feels like everyone out there has their high beams on. And I think it's either people switching bulbs or it's these more modern light. I don't know what it is, but it fucking sucks. Or not aiming their lights. It's it's not aiming, and it's, it's yeah, it's more, it's more modern stuff. Because I don't think they actually have their high beams on. Some people do, but I think it's just, it's either fucked up lights, modern stuff, it's something, and I hate it. Yeah. Okay, hate it. Yeah. Uh, so congrats on the truck. Um, and getting rid of the Mark 7, because you were asking us about that a few times. And it's a great truck, too. Yes. Purdy Redfern, two different scenarios to the same question, Jeff. If repeating the Cannonball Run route from New York City to LA, what vehicle would you use and who would you take? Scenario A, just for shits and giggles. Scenario B, actually trying to set a record. Um, I would take Alex Roy in both because he's funny and he would act, we would actually try to set a record. So he's the right guy for both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, for the vehicle, I, I was, I just said this, I haven't cut the, oh no, I put the video out. Yeah. The, I think I say in my Bentley Bentayga video that it is one of the best choices for a cannibal run. If you could do an extended gas tank in it, cause it is fast and very comfortable. How? But I would, I would, that wouldn't be my choice. My actual choice would be a Trackhawk. Um, I think I'd want to do it probably because you're trying to keep fuel economy not horrible because you want to be able to go at a reasonable speed. I'm thinking maybe a Panamera uh, wagon hybrid. Mm. Mm. That could be a very nice choice because even if you didn't have a giant tank, you could keep a couple, you could keep. 10 or 20 extra gallons of gas in, in jerry cans in the, in the back. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's not a bad choice. I like that. That's if, a really I think you can probably get mid twenties highway on that at the very least. And Problem cushy. is though, the speeds I think you need to do for the record are pretty fast. I think you need to be going pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Like your average speed needs to be scary high. Like we're talking in excess of 120 high. I don't know if it's in excess of 120, but it's definitely in excess of 100. I think, right? That I, I don't know. We could. I mean, we could probably look up what Ed Bolian did, and and we'll come back to you on that. But I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's pretty fast. Uh, or we'll just have to get Alex back on the podcast to go over all this. That can be done. Uh, Ryan Kelly asks, "Is the wagon running yet?" No. Also wanted to say thanks, Chris. A buddy and I just started a podcast about nothing and everything at the same time. When should we expect to make millions? uh yeah no i mean even the big podcasters aren't making millions never <laughs> um but enjoy yourself have fun uh jumping over to twitter david baltazar asks i don't think you brought it up on the podcast yet what were your post nhra experience thoughts after you had time to prop process your baptism by nitro i thought we talked about it but we might not have because there's just been holiday i don't recall it was one of the most amazing things I've ever been to in my life. Was this your first NHRA event? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about this? I thought we did. Um, but we must not have. Uh, yeah, it was It was absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, it's, I mean... It was absolutely I'm surprised you insane. went this long without getting getting to one of those Just, events. I, I got invited by David, thank you, who's asking the question. Um, and it was, we were on, I, there was a couple times I was at the start line for the cars going... Yeah. going and it's uh, you start laughing You're, you don't know how else to mentally process it it's a, it's a joke it's insane at the uh, at SEMA I was with Musto and Alana and I was introduced to one of kind of the directors over in NHRA he's very keen on doing the show I've got, I've got his business card so we'll be following up with that shortly 
So we may actually do some stuff with NHRA on the podcast. Right? I have an email meeting, or I have an, a meeting set up with one of the PR people already. Oh, you like do? an in-person meeting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Cool. But then I'll bring up the podcast, too. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, go. If you have a chance to go see an NHRA. Yeah, go. bring ear protection. Even if you don't care about, like, drag racing, if you just like cars, go. And the everybody there, it's a very surprisingly mixed group of automotive enthusiasts it's it's kind of everybody because nobody you can be into anything and then go and be like because it's just raw pow you know what the new tagline is nhra safer than bowling oh geez <laughs> it's a dark joke for people here in california <laughs> yeah, it took me one second um uh but yeah actually if you do nhra bring your protection because bring especially two, bring when you get to the top fuel stuff it is loud uh, it's and crazy louder than you'd think. I I had just earplugs in, and I wish I had earmuffs over the earplugs. Yeah. It's um, wild. Little kids love it, even if they're not into cars. The spectacle of it, like if you've got nieces or nephews or something like that that like aren't even into cars and aren't right. your kids, take them. They'll have a good time. Um, at KJ Desi asks Porsche's new design language on the 911 Yay or another 996 disaster again. Personally owned a 996 Turbo and a Grumi. Do you think people adapt to the new taillights? I saw it in LA. I thought it looked fucking awesome, and I'm not a Porsche guy. Um, I liked it. I'm not crazy about it, but I don't hate it either. It's not anywhere near as like outrageous a redesign as the 996 was. No, like it's just the rear tail, and it's not like Porsche hasn't, you know, done that before too. So historically, it's in line. I don't know if I'm crazy about it, but I don't hate it. It wouldn't like if I, there was an awesome deal on like a, a Carrera S or something that it's like. I, I wouldn't turn it down. No, I, I, I don't know. I saw it in person. I thought it looked fantastic. So, uh, Colin Woodward at CB Woodward. Dodge Challenger Rampage. Great idea or best idea? I mean, get down with anything Dodge wants to do in that space. So go for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, see if it actually comes to market. Pat Montgomery asked if I've driven the new diesel in the F-150. Any thoughts on the smaller diesels? I sent him a link to the article I wrote for Jalopnik. Yeah, I really like the F-150 diesel. As long as you don't go too crazy with the options and make it expensive. The thing is, there's an EcoBoost version out there that technically has a better or a higher towing capacity, depending on how you outfit it. But the deal with that is that the the diesel isn't that much lower in towing capacity, but, but you'll get much better fuel economy. Much better fuel economy, and you'll get a better torque curve. Yeah. Um... So I, I really liked it. I haven't driven the Ram yet because yeah. it's not out yet. And I haven't driven the Chevy because um, this isn't out yet. So, hey. Although I really want really to check out the, the Chevy with the new 2.7 liter four-cylinder. Four That's yes. a very interesting motor. Oh, super interesting. 310 horsepower. 310 uh, it, horsepower. It, and then the 4.3 like, shouldn't exist at all anymore. Oh, no, no. They're killing it. Well, it's still available, though. Yeah, but they're, they're going to kill it okay. for that 2.7. Yeah, they have to. Uh, yeah, they are, but there are certain people that still want that for like fleet, fleet usage. Yeah, I, yeah, um, just I get because that. they're very low maintenance. Right, maintenance. You can uh, put the their bullet dirt gas in it. Yeah, um, um, but the two point seven T, I, I will definitely be on top of that as soon as I can get a press truck on that yeah. one. I will because that's a cool engine. And beyond just like the obvious things, there's a lot of little tweaks in that engine that like GM's engineers went full retard on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Austin Hauser has best family hauler road trip vehicle for me, wife, two kids, and a 70 pound dog for, um, say under 40,000. Um, before you added the budget, I was going to say CTSV wagon used, but obviously can't, can't really do that. Yeah. I don't think for under, cause they held their value. No. Um, I can't, I just gave back the Stelvio quadrifolio. You're not going to get that for $40,000. Um, 
<laughs> you know what you could do? You could do what I just did. Macan. You could do a Macan. I bought mine for 42 with every option imaginable. It's a big dog, though. And those are, that's a two big car seats. I would try to go a little bit bigger if I were you. I wonder if you could find like a lightly used Ford Flex. Used Ford Flexes, like new Ford Flexes, you could easily do that because they're basically like salesmen are giving away their firstborn children to get those cars off the lot. Yeah. Ford does not want them. They've been trying to kill them off. They're really good though. Um, Greg, at they're Super big. Be, be, they are big vehicles though. They're awesome. Uh, why the fuck did it take so long to introduce the Supra? It's completely ridiculous. We've talked about that many times on here. It is ridiculous. And we've we been seeing them out here for the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> and Freddy's Supra will be done before the Supra's actually in, in dealer show. Yeah. I think the, the whole like 80s branding on things like the Supra is back things that we're seeing now. I'm so fucking spent on all of the 80s look stuff at this point. Yeah. Sorry if my buddy's at Radwood, but I'm just burnt out on like the 80s rehash. Well, something came out. Oh, I'm, but I do really want to see the Bronco. I really want to see the Bronco. So, and yeah, I'm talking there's some full size crazy Bronco. conspiracy theories that they're going to do a Bronco and then they're going to do a Bronco Jr. I don't know. I don't Bronco think it's a complete. I think they're making a small one and then they're, they're first showing us a normal sized one and then we're getting a bigger one. That's what everybody thinks. God, yeah, that's hard to justify in a lineup, two of the same vehicle. Well, they're killing all their cars, so Ford can say whatever That's true. they want to do. Uh, they need stuff to fill the showroom. <laughs> Ford is, I, and I love this. That I can't know. I, I don't recall who posted the article on Jalopnik this last week, but they made it the exact same point that I do every single time. Hey, the economy's doing okay. Gas is a little expensive. Let's all buy giant SUVs. Six months later, why did I buy that giant SUV? I need a small car yes. because the economy has fallen apart, and we've got an orange emperor. <laughs> Uh, gas is good again. Um, all right. Uh, so we're over on Facebook now and Grace Ross Thorne asks, if you come, if you came to Australia, what would be the first old and newer car you'd want to test drive right off the bat? It's a 1974 XB GT. The, uh, basically the car Mad Max turns into the pursuit special. It's one of my um, dream cars. I can't remember what the model designation is, but Mazda did rotary powered sedans there that were really cool. Okay. Uh, I would love to drive one of those. Uh, and then as far as the modern ones, uh, either one of the very final Falcons or one of the very final uh, Commodores, Commodores yeah. or, Mon or Monaros. Yeah. Or, yeah. The Ute. I would like to, just cause you know, it's going to be the same engine. Like it'd be fun to do sedan yeah. or Ute. They or... did the Commodore with the, uh, with the uh, LT4 in it. Oh really? They did an LT4? Oh yeah. Very limited run. Awesome. So um, there you go. The good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, David Baltzar asks on Facebook, would an app that ties an alarm clock to a mapping service to wake you up earlier if rush hour looks to be starting abnormally early or later if traffic is lighter than normal make any sense or is that just impractical? Actually, I'm surprised no one's... Uh, I believe probably that I, have it. I believe I have actually seen that implemented before. Yeah, I mean, that someone has to have done it. And that. I think you might even be able to configure that with Google Assistant as well. There you go. That makes sense. Uh, Eric Simpson, how long until this 1,776 horsepower Dodge Kelcat Demon Freedom Slayer is released? Any day now. <laughs> Next SEMA. Um, uh, yeah, it'll have a Elephant, yeah. which is the dumbest engine name. False. Well, it, it, I was there for the unveiling. It would it be just... dumb if they made it up out of nowhere, but yeah. it's it has... I was with the two world's largest like Mopar enthusiasts, and even they were like, oh, this is a little much. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it, it's they, they didn't just make it up, you know, like it comes from something. From it does. Uh, that was the one of the strangest unveilings I'd ever been to yeah? at SEMA. It really? was just, yeah, the atmosphere of it was weird. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
Well, it's amazing, though, that you can buy a 1,000-horsepower motor. Um, AJ Klune, own a WRX STI. What's the next logical step up? CLA 45 AM, GLA 45 AMG, Audi RS. I say I would go Audi RS there. I'm really not thrilled with the Mercedes lineup right now, and I'm a Mercedes fan. Yeah. The GLA 45 AMG is great from a tunability standpoint. It can make a lot of power. So is the Audi. Uh, yeah, but this is surprisingly though, the GLA is really, really solid. Really? Uh, like a flash and it's 400. So is the Audi. Yeah. Our, uh, uh, APR all over that. That's true. I mean, shit, um, probably just the regular S3 is, you don't even need the RS. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would look at is Golf R's, man. The Golf R is great. Um, it does, you know, everybody thinks about the Audi, but yeah, Golf R's. I mean, just, I'm just going to throw this out there. You should maybe test drive it unless you need, uh, you know, the all-wheel drive, Veloster N. Yeah. It's really good. If, if Civic would just give the... Really good. If Honda would just give the Civic Type R a trim that didn't look like I needed attention, <laughs> I would say that was, would be right. a great an option. Um, Kev, uh, Kevy Bice, is, is there any features from older cars that you would like to see back in new car, uh, e.g. bench seats? That is a nice use of EG, by the way, as an editor. Yes. That is a nice use of EG. Correctly done. Um, example, Gippen. <laughs> um, uh, actually, bench seats in lower trim level trucks is on my list. Um, and I think you can still do that in certain stuff. I think they have to be like the absolute lowest. Yeah, like the fleet level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I wish you could go back to picking specific options instead of packages. I don't want the tech package. I just want the fucking better lights or oh, something i know the big one stop giving us a weird dashboards give us fucking dins again <laughs> that's never gonna happen no <laughs> that 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 ship has saved i know but it just bothers me that we used to have standard options and now it's all proprietary it is all proprietary you um, need custom shit if you that, want and there was one thing i really liked when i had my uh, gto yeah that the window switches and the door locks were in the center console and the way it was designed it was impossible to lock your keys in the car there you go Okay, that's a good one. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Um, Eric Tritko, what's an under $35,000 newer used analog to the new 911 Carrera T? I was thinking about this a little bit. I honestly think it's like a base V8 Mustang. What's What was the price? Under 35. He said newer used, though, so you could go higher up if you wanted to. An analog to the new, like the new 911 Carrera T. I mean, the obvious would be a baseline, base Corvette. Yeah, or a Grand Sport, even. A C6 Grand Sport. Yeah, you can Can you get those for under 35, though? No. Uh, about 35. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you can probably do between, you know, high 20s and mid 30s. Okay. Uh, now's Rogers. Have you spoken to Blake Z. Wrong lately? I miss his comedic take on cars. We love having Blake on here. I haven't seen him in person. Occasionally, yeah. we'll chat on the internet, but I haven't seen him in person lately. No. He's, he's busy in like the wilds of Vermont with his girlfriend being academic people <laughs> landry neely how are you going to run gauges for the wombat old school automator gauges or bluetooth obd2 port to tablet uh i'm probably want to do like a race pack dash i think and keep it simple they have yeah, nice there color are, displays there are a lot, now. lot of nice options now for yeah. that not even just from race pack i'm okay with old school automator gauges too i don't i'm not against that put a nice panel in there and do it that way um I, i'm still debating especially if i could do like some larger gauges that if I could find something that looked close to the gauges that are in there now, I don't know. I, I I'm, We're far away from that point, yeah. though. It's nice. I mean, the nice thing is, though, is when you do go with the digital dash, like, everything's in one place. You don't yeah. have to worry about, you know, finding homes for all these gauges. Right. And, like, it's just, 
done in one step. Yeah. No, I, I, my initial thought is race pack and then, but I'm willing to think about other options. Last question from Facebook, Tommy Loretto, Soundgarden or Alice in Chains? When I was younger, I think it was Alice in Chains, but the last 10 years, it's been Soundgarden. That's, that's like asking you your left nut or your right nut. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, Alice in Chains unplugged, but then Soundgarden from then on out. For me, uh, it, it, it either way. It's, vent windows. Somebody mentioned about old vent windows. Vent windows. Are great. Yes, to vent windows. All trucks should have vent windows. I have thought about swapping the the model year. My Mercedes is a seventy four. My sedan in seventy three up to seventy three. They had vent windows. I've thought about going to a junkyard to find seventy three doors <laughs> and swapping them. You should. I know. I'm because I my vent windows in my truck. I loved them. Yeah. Um, so vent windows with a sunroof too, are the greatest thing ever. Yeah. That's a lot. Cause it's ventilation without having it all blow in your face constantly. Right. Right. Um, now how's your fleet doing at the moment? Uh, it's good. I mean, nothing remarkable going on. I mean, just coming back from doing all the holiday stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just getting ready to actually really, I mean, now that I actually have the time to do it and get rid of the Fiesta, I hate saying that. Cause I really enjoy driving that car and I actually spent some time driving it over the holidays. Yeah. Um, but I don't realistically have room for it. Yeah. But I mean, you have other things that you cop in it. You'll, you'll take, it just kills on. me because like it's Ford's not going to replace that. Right. It's the last of that lineage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that car's probably, okay. you know, it's like one of those things where it's going to be like in 20 years from now, or probably even 15 years from now, you'd be like, why did I get rid of that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I'm probably, I'm sure I'll say that about my Mercedes someday, but at the moment, I can't wait to sell it. Um, I, and it's running great. It's, yeah, but you're ha- you have another Mercedes, and it's not like, yeah, you know. But that's been a paperweight for five years. Um, so, uh, while I was back east, drove the Genesis G70. What'd you think? Really good. Yeah. Really good. The back seat is really tight. There, it's really tight in the back seat. Driving wise. It is fantastic. I really can't wait to get it out here. I really want to drive the rear wheel drive version because I've heard it's a drift machine. Mm-hmm. And then I'd really like to drive the manual um, lower power one, the two liter. Yeah. I mean, to me, the best way to, I've looked at that car is kind of like it's a proper follow up to the old 335i. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. You know, um, um, the one I had back east was all wheel drive. And I emailed the PR person beforehand. I'm like, hey, just check in in case it snows. Does this have winter tires on it or anything? It's like, you're good to go it has all-wheel drive with blizzax i'm like oh fuck yeah you can go through anything i get there yeah. it's michelin primacies <laughs> i don't even know that tire those are the that's uh what is on the um like the brz and the sti and yeah. the jdm prius they're just regular oh, so they're the super low rolling resistance tires they're not no they're they're a little bit more aggressive than like our our i think they're a little bit more aggressive than our prius tires but i, I was like because you, if you get a rear wheel drive Genesis G70 out here, it gets like pilot sports. You know, it doesn't even get these shitty lower tier Michelins. I shouldn't say shitty, just lower tier Michelins is better. Which is different, different tire than the Michelin Primus. Yeah. Which Man. is endorsed by Les Claypool. Um, now, when I came back, um, I, we arrived at LAX and I got into the Stelvio Quadro Formaggio. Ah, did it drive more than 10 feet? It ran fine the entire time I've had it. I'm Gave it back shocked. Um, this is the s- second Alfa Romeo press car I've had. I've had no issues. 
You are the one guy. I've had no issues. Literally the one guy. I know. I know. Um, but it, it's it that SUV is fast as oh, fuck. I don't doubt that. Holy shit. I don't doubt that. It's just it's it's fast when it's operating. I had you know? zero issues. Um I know the issues exist. Everyone I talked to has had the issues. It was the only problem is that the a Trackhawk theoretically just looking at starting prices is like four grand more. Um, theoretically, if you can and what find is a Trackhawk on that car, uh, the base starting price is like 82 Trackhawks, like, you know, 86. So it's going to be a real hard sell, especially with the refresh Macan and the new, Oh, uh, this destroys the Macan. This is fast. More than the turbo. Yes. Yeah. Yes, car. Uh, it's the what quickest SUV car and drivers ever tested, or something yeah. like that. It'll be so Fast. we've got that. Yeah, but I think the real competitor is going to be the X3M with the new with the new motor X3M that's coming. Yeah, that's going to be out. I believe this God, next year. Kill me. Drive that into a fucking wall. Uh, X3M. Ugh. I believe it's going to be like six hundred horsepower. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, no, um, we're, we're getting ridiculous. Now speaking of horsepower, yeah. I gave the Stelvio back, and they dropped off a red eye. <laughs> so quite a bit more uh, horsepower. In fact, it is the most powerful production car I've ever driven. And what is that power-wise? 797. Mm-hmm. As you do. And it's going to rain this weekend. <laughs> you didn't drive a Demon? I've never driven a Demon. Okay. No. This is basically a Demon without, like, the extra tune. Mm-hmm. Um I thought I figured you'd have driven. No, they I mean, they weren't really handing those out. Um, I, oh, I thought maybe you'd gone to an event or something. Nope. No. no, I didn't get invited to the event. Sadly, I don't get invited to Chrysler events for some reason. So I get invited to some local things, but not national things. And yeah. I can never go to the local things because they're always up in like Malibu midday, and it, it'll get over at three thirty four. And I'm like, nope. Or I wouldn't get home till eight. Yeah. So no. Um, so I have the red the red eye right now, and it's in that awesome um, fate or F eight green color uh, that looks fantastic. It's a Challenger with the sunroof, the Napa leather. Um, it's ninety three thousand dollars. Can you do? Are they going to do a Charger in the red eye trim? I have no idea. I don't know. That would be inter- that to me is almost more interesting. Oh, the 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 Charger is always more interesting to me than the Challenger, just because yeah. the five door factor makes it so much cooler. That and I don't know. The Challenger, it just it 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 just feels too Dukes of Hazard to me. Uh, they make a good point. Um, Blake Williams says the new GT500 comes out soon too. So speaking of power wars, it does. Power. And I it may or may not have made some appearances in Las Vegas at SEMA. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. So there is. I may or may not have information on that, but <laughs> I can confirm or deny. I just need to figure out whether or not that's going to get that person in trouble. Ah, okay, gotcha. Um, so. While we were back east for the holidays, uh, I parked my Benz outside so that our dog sitter could use the garage. I parked my Benz facing uphill, trying to see the camera. There you go. Uphill for about two weeks. I come back and it was dripping fuel out of like a vent line. What the fuck? And I noticed that I didn't notice it when I first drove the car just because I hadn't driven it two weeks. So I just wanted to fire it up, Mm -hmm. drive it. um, And it fired right up. It's running great. I drive it. I go put gas in it. And then I park it, and then I notice the fuel leak. So I just filled the tank, which sucks, but it's a drip. Um, I, when I checked the car a day later, the fuel gauge had it moved. That's how little, little yeah. the drip was. So I was like, ah, shit. Um, I 
pull the Stelvio out of the garage. I put the Benz in and it's now parked level and there's no drip. So it's just been sitting for two weeks to develop a drip. Now it's level, no drip, drove it around, left it there, no drip, no drip. So now I have it parked slightly downhill, mm-hmm. see if it drips that way. Um, so I, I was about, I was all ready. I had all my tools. I had fuel line ready. I was going to go in there and start. How steep of an incline was it? Because I'm trying to remember. Your house doesn't have any crazy hills. Well, the hill up into my neighborhood is... Oh, yeah, that's a little bit of a... It's not like it's that steep, though, but it's no. steep. It, I mean, it's steep. I'm just trying to think of maybe where that fuel line was in the tank that it, it might have... I don't know. I want to park it back on the uphill portion now to see like, if I leave it there, if it'll immediately start dripping again, or if it needs to sit. Um, what you can do is you can get a, um, a fluorescent dye pack for that. Mm-hmm dump that into the fuel tank and then use a, uh, and then use a, um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? One of the fluorescing lights, uh, and then a black light. And you can actually then see where it's leaking out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Heading to Detroit auto show for just one day. Uh, and also Mr. Joe Cariotti will be there as well. Okay. Uh, I'll only be there day two. I get in, 7.30 at night on day one. I'm staying in an Airbnb because the hotel prices are fucking bananas or scary. Like, no, I'm not staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone from Detroit is doing Airbnb. And I'm like, I'm staying in a loft two blocks from the convention center now for one night. We shoot video day two and I fly home that night. Fair enough. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I'll have to get you and Joe in contact because he's going to go there and wants to cover some stuff. Okay. Um, so. And then in a few more weeks, uh, uh, driving the Audi Q8, which is already out. The Quate. I actually saw one on the road today. Yeah. I hadn't seen one yet. I'm not sure about it yet. Um, but after spending... It'll be a, nice. That yeah. Much, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know. I didn't... Uh, when it went down the road, it just looked weird. And it was a good... It was like a black one. It was all black, so it should be like a cool color. I was like, I need another look at that. Um, and then I just finally scheduled my first... Porsche press car. Oh, you did? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, the Sport Turismo, not the hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am fucking stoked. All not because of Porsche, but specifically because it's Sport Turismo. All $220,000 of it? Probably. I don't think it's the, whatever the highest, like Turbo S. I, do they, I think they do a Turbo S. I think S. the Turbo, the, the, they've got a Turbo uh, S hybrid. Okay. Jesus. Which is like. Crazy, crazy 700 horsepower I think combined I, or something i think i have a i think i have an s yeah so i don't know because i think Kristen lee just had one on the east coast yeah uh she did fancy Kristen with it i believe <laughs> nice Which i i love that beer. yeah fancy Kristen's great yeah. um so we have some good cars coming up um, i really want to talk to mclaren to figure out what's going on with their 600 lt because i really want to drive that um mclaren's gonna start stepping on their own dick with model designations here maybe you know maybe um get the ranger in uh we've driven the ranger yep. but i want to spend a week with the ranger so i got a ranger coming soon um is it po- true that porsche is just a rich man's vw now years ago it was but now it's a very different animal yeah i mean like my car shares oh, some stuff with like the only ones that really share anything with anything are are the macan it's and all- the the macan the vw is it the tiguan it's almost more like like Audi, you could also say certain cars are poor man's versions of certain other cars. Like, you know, like certain Audis, um, 
there's you know Bentley and Lamborghini in there too. Yeah, um, it's not like the badge engineering that like American yeah. car companies used to do. They might share like a floor pan. Like the, none of them feel the same to drive. No, like the Lamborghini, the Macan, the Audi, and the Volkswagen share like a floor pan, and like the Macan and the uh, and the and the Audi share an engine block. But even then, like the engine outside the engine block is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always like, it's not the same engine. It's like derived from that engine. Yeah. Stuff like that. So like, you know, you might get some suspension parts that might made up between the two, but otherwise they're entirely different cars. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Um, we should be back in mostly full swing here. There's a little bit of travel ahead, but uh, there'll be plenty of live podcasts. Um, yeah. And we'll I've got a little bit coming. of a crazy month through, through January, but after that, I'm going to be scheduling press cars and everything again. So I'll have some fresh takes on stuff. And uh, we'll get some guests lined up. Our friend Patrick Costello wants to come back on because his show Truck Night in America is getting ready to um, premiere season yep. two. So he wants to talk about, uh, we might have actually one of the hosts come on. Okay, cool. Which would be pretty cool. Uh, Aaron Robinson that, you know, he did uh, the panel show we did last week. Right. Uh, Aaron was on that, of course, and he's an old friend. And, he, you know, we did that argument on Haggerty we discussed earlier. Aaron lives like three miles from here. He's been saying he wants to come on. So we'll have Aaron Perfect. on sometime soon. All right. Well, and there you go. So we got some good stuff coming up. We lined up. up a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. There you go. So um, go to shoutengine.com if you want your own podcast. Yep. Um, don't follow Chris on social media because he doesn't give a shit. No, I, I gave up on all of that because it's full of toxic, toxic garbage. I deleted the Facebook app from my phone. So, you know, good. step one, because um, I hate Facebook. And I was only remaining on there for the Facebook Hooniverse page. Uh, but I do like Instagram. So follow me there at Hooniverse Jeff. <laughs> Which I is also on like by Facebook. Instagram. I know that, but it's different. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm on I hate Twitter. Facebook, but this WhatsApp and this Instagram. I don't use WhatsApp. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you're not from Brazil or Europe. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, though that app has been used to help people in areas where they couldn't, you know, use phones. And, and well, so. yeah, that and you know, it's uh, where texting is expensive throughout the world. Yes, it makes that's all the sense. Right, exactly. But for um, us, it doesn't matter. So go to iTunes, rate and review this podcast. Go to our our YouTube page and subscribe and like all our videos and do all that fun stuff and share this with all your friends and go to our new redesigned website and let me know what you think, hooniverse.com. We have some new t-shirts coming out soon. I'm working with the Blipshift guys. You can get this. Actually, I'm wearing one of them. I should probably uh, check this out for the camera. Boom. I don't think I don't know if I've worn this on camera at all, but you can buy these on Blipshift right now. Um, and for an extra three fifty, you can buy the one that Jeff wore himself. I'm lactating, um, so you can get this one. Um, no, we, we have just this design right now in one or two colors. Um, we make them in women's size T-shirts and kids size T-shirts. My wife has one. Uh, my kiddo has one. Um, they are appropriately sized. It's not just a man shirt cut down to size and it looks silly. We have new designs coming out. We have stickers coming out. So we have a whole bunch more going on in the blipshift.com partner store. So please go check out. There's actually a link, I think, in the video description. That is the most YouTube creatorist shit I've ever said. Check out the link in the video description. Uh, yeah, you know, thumbs up and, you know, like and subscribe. Smash that like button. And, hey, what's uh, up, guys? Peace out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, again, uh, if you like this show, you should go check out Unnamed Automotive Podcast with uh, Sammy and Ben. Uh, similar to us. Except they talk to me. They do. They're like Terrence and Phillip because they're Canadian. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, Unnamed Podcast. Go listen to that one and then come back and listen to ours. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.